0: sequence
1: star. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. The first commandment is you shall not worship any false gods. But how do we do that today? You actually might be surprised because the human being is made to worship. That's what we're going to be talking about today Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for for future episodes, please contact us. And the easiest way to do that is by email. And the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined uh, in studio by my occasional guest, Dr. Jason Aaron. Hi, Jason. We're going to talk about false idols today, Jason. <laughs> false idols. But Sounds good. Before we talk about false idols and worship, would you mind introducing
0: yourself to, well, since I mean, since you were here last, listeners or viewers. I mean, now right, they get to right. see you. Now they get to see me. Uh, I'm Jason Heron. I teach theology and philosophy and sometimes English down at Mount Marty University in Yankton. I'm um, married to Hannah. We're going on 20 years next year, so... 19. So you're so going to 19 right now. Yeah, but <laughs> 20 is the big one. We've already, In my mind, we've already made it to 20. Uh, and we have six kids, Margot, Eloise, James, Thomas, Francis, and Lily. And uh, I have a mother-in-law, too. She lives with us. We live together. And uh, we've been in Yankton. I'm completing my fourth academic year Oh, yeah. at, at Mount Marty. So we've been here since fall of 17. And
1: uh, thanks for having me. And uh, for, if, if you haven't listened, Jason and I did a series um, where I was more interviewing him, really, on the Cardinal Virtues.
0: Yeah, that's right. And
1: do you remember what the recurring theme of said series How was? How could I forget? It's Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Who's, of course, since then, moved on to warmer pastures. One another, another Super Bowl. But one another Super Bowl. Prudence. Just Tom, Tom, proving
0: Tom everything that we said. Right. <laughs> and we're not even... We're not really Brady fans, but he just yeah no. He worked I mean, for the uh, I just love excellence, you know. He loved. I had me. a teacher uh, at the University of Dayton, where I did my doctoral studies, Doctor William Portier, and he just said once, "Excellence makes me cry." You know? I just <laughs> I love you know I love seeing it, but, and I thought yeah that's true. If if that fit
1: more with the the theme, of, well, maybe it will fit. Who knows? Maybe we'll make it fit. But I'd love that to title. This episode excellent, this makes me cry, yeah, maybe I don't, I don't maybe know a subsequent that. episode, maybe, um, so false idols, false idols, dr. heron, do you um
0: do, do you I worship any? a little statue
1: <laughs> in your closet <laughs> that you drop a pinch of incense on false oh, come on, we don't worship false idols, I mean, that's right. the ancient pagans thousands right. of years ago, nobody
0: really disobeys the first commandment anymore, do they, no, of course not, no, uh. So, right, if we're thinking about false idols strictly in terms of, like, physical idols, little carved things, then, yeah, it seems irrelevant to anyone who's going to be watching or listening to this. Although, maybe, maybe not. Um, So we have to think in more spiritual terms about um, gods that we place out of order in our life or think loves that we place out of order in our life such that they become they've become functional gods so um anyone who uh is capable of loving is capable of of loving wrongly and so uh all humans are capable of worshiping something in the wrong place or putting something in the wrong place sorry and then worshiping it so
1: so so and really, I think where we're, we're going to spend most of our time talking about is uh, the W word that you just used, worship. worship. Um, I think because in some, so we'll just see where this goes, but uh, in some, I think for the the typical, probably more secularized modern, um, the idea of worship seems somehow demeaning. Mm. Um, uh, the idea of me being the autonomous individual. Mm. I, I don't I don't you're going I don't want to worship anything and worshipping like that's not what a mature human being, like that's that's superstition from the old days we need oh, to sure. grow beyond that sure. but you take it whatever direction well, you want to go to start with I
0: think that's a great place to start um just encouraging all of us no matter how modern and sophisticated we feel sophisticated, to to be yeah. to own the fact that we we put our the things that we love in life in some sort of order. Okay. And so there has to be some Something highest at the love. Top. And you can have a highest love on purpose or you can have it by default. Um, and when I, when I speak about this with my students at Mount Marty, uh, it's usually in the context of a great commencement speech given by the American novelist David Foster Wallace. Yeah, uh, The speech is called This is Water. You can w- listen to it for free on YouTube. It's this like, is water. This is water. David Foster Wallace. Uh, it's 20 minutes long. It's well worth it. Um, it's changed a lot of my students' lives, and it's like a touchstone in all of my classes. Hmm. Um, and Should we just spend the rest of this episode of Ignition watching David Foster yeah, right, Wallace? right. No, sure. maybe not. YouTube inside of YouTube inside of YouTube. <laughs> um but it's interesting because David Foster Wallace was not a Christian, and uh, I think he was probably, I don't know a lot about his biography, but I think he was probably agnostic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ended up tragically uh, killing himself in maybe 2008. Yeah, he born there. And he has, in this commencement address that he, he's given to Kenyon College, he has this great moment where he says one of the strange things about adult life is that there's really no such thing as an atheist. Um, and then he goes on to clarify and says, what he means is there's really no such thing as not worshiping. Mm. And, uh, this throws my students for a loop because I think by default, they would say, well, I don't, what do you mean? I don't worship anything. Yeah. Um, and so he makes a distinction between worshiping. He says, a. um, a spiritual type thing and then he says like jc or allah or the wiccan mother goddess or the four noble truths of buddhism or some inviolable set of ethical principles he gives that sort of short list of spiritual type things to worship Mm -hmm. then he gives a different list um of other things that we typically worship and he lists uh money intelligence uh, sexual allure and like physical fitness and prowess and beauty, mm. power. Um, you could probably throw in their pleasure, though he doesn't list that there. He says that if you worship that second group money, beauty, intelligence, power uh, they'll eat you alive. Those gods will eat you alive. Um, so you might want to think about one of those spiritual type things to worship. <laughs> you know so he's not really commending any specific way of life he's just noting um the the insight of a pretty old piece of wisdom which is that when we put money beauty power intelligence pleasure all those things that we love and they're all good uh but if we when we put them at the very top of the things that we love and we organize our life according to those things they eat us alive so why do we call? So <clears throat> I,
1: I want to get into this list, but why? Um, what's the argument for rather than ba- the bald assertion that uh, my top love, I, I worship the thing that I love the most. Well, why does that have to be the case? Why
0: that we use the word worship? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, so because because people I think I think when most people think of worship, they think of something like that we. "Quote unquote," bow down to or kneel to or whatever right. a, a god, a deity. Um, well, I don't, I don't bow down to my right. bank account.
0: Right. What, what do you mean? I worship my bank account? So uh, that's a great question because I think it pushes us to recognize that worship is uh, always tied to sacrifice. Mm. And so the thing you sacrifice everything else for. Mm. is the thing you worship. And when you <clears throat> connect worship and sacrifice and then you start talking about money or physical beauty or intelligence or power or pleasure and you start to think about all the time and effort and relationships that you sacrifice for that thing, whatever whichever one of those things on the list that you would want to choose, then if if you acknowledge that worship involves sacrifice, uh it's easy to make the jump over to say, sure. oh yes, that's why you would say I worship money because I've sacrificed time, whatever, relation, whatever, in order to okay. serve that. Okay. So you have like, th- those, um, those loves, money, beauty, pleasure, power, intelligence. Um, they're good, they're good things. They're goods that are, we, it's okay to love them, but they need to be, loved in the proper place in life and um most of us proper order right then yeah they should be put in the proper order okay uh and most of us have trouble doing that yeah and uh the sign that we have trouble doing that is that we're willing to sacrifice things that are higher for those lower things so like the, the thing that i talk about with my students is just how how often we've seen especially at christmas time stories about usually dads who are workaholics and very wealthy and their kids are just sort of languishing waiting for their dad to notice them and then the they're all just basically retellings of a christmas carol Hmm. right waiting for somebody to have the turn and say oh wait i've been worshiping i've sacrificed everything in my life for this one good yep and it actually hasn't brought me happiness it hasn't made me good it hasn't Um, in fact, it's destroyed my life. So we retell. That's why a Christmas carol is a Christmas carol. We tell, retell the story of Scrooge. We've been retelling the story of Scrooge since. I don't know when, I mean, since probably before Dickens wrote. Absolutely. Before (laughs) Dickens wrote thousands of years. And so in, in the speech that I referred to, this is water. Wallace calls this the skeleton of every great story. Mm. Um, that, and he says it's been codified in myths and and uh, fables and, and little moralistic teachings for centuries. And you could say, well, this is just such a cliche idea. I mean, these Christmas movies that are retelling the A Christmas Carol are just all cliche, but um, they're cliche for a reason. We just keep having the same problem over and over again, <laughs> and no one seems to uh i shouldn't say no one but we we seem to have trouble absorbing the the lesson Amen. and putting it into practice it makes me think of um in space alvi in uh pope benedict's encyclical, pope benedict's encyclical yeah um paragraph oh uh, Hello to uh, it, it, ladies and gentlemen. The, i don't know it's in the 20s okay. i think <laughs> I, th- I don't know i don't know i can't remember which paragraph but he talks about like the 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 need for every single generation oh yep. to recommit to the good. Yes. Because just because, so just because my grandparents were good people, doesn't mean that somehow I'm all set morally right. and spiritually. Every generation has to recommit. And so this is one of I'm those. Like other forms of capital or other forms of progress where it can be
1: cumulative. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. That's an important a, there's distinction. There's a moral and spiritual, moral, spiritual quote unquote capital is not cumulative. Every generation right. um, has to,
0: quote unquote, reacquire it. Right. So all all our medicine and technology yeah. have progressed yeah. at an astounding rate, but we're no better off morally than we've ever been because every be. generation has to, has to So re-commit. it's possible and evident that some generations are less well yeah, off in a moral spiritual sense. There's kind of a, I can do this now because this is on video. Yes. But the listeners need to know that I'm making a wave, a wave. with my hand. <laughs> There's a little bit of up and down from generation to generation, maybe. Yeah. But there's kind of, we're pretty close to like this moral baseline. Yep. Okay. And, yeah. So we retell these stories because every generation needs them. And it's because every generation struggles with uh, what to worship. In other words, what to love the most and to what to sacrifice to. If you're
1: just trying to listen, you're listening to Ignition and it's Christmas in May, I mean... <laughs> 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 Talking today with Dr. Jason Heron from Mount Marty University about what we worship and, and the ways that we—you—you you might be surprised—the ways in which we um, worship things that we maybe never would think that we do. Okay, so you've been teaching, so I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire here. So give me people say, Okay, but. What do you mean by worship give me a definition of worship that because when i I thought a definition what i said earlier like the bow down the pray to clearly you're using it in a different sense so can you define the term from you said it's related to sacrifice but still what is worship in the
0: way that you're using it yeah so buried in the word worship is the word worth Mm. so you're ascribing and not my favorite word just because we never use it ascribing there's a song that goes ascribe to the Lord, but anyway, it's right. a- the glory do his name. Uh, yeah. You're, you're, you're giving, pronouncing on the worth of something. And so the speech that I referenced by David Foster Wallace, you can pronounce or ascribe the worth of something on purpose, or you can do it unconsciously. You don't have a choice though. You, you will, will ascribe it. the wor- worth to something. The highest worth for yeah. you, what you, right. what you see is the highest worth. You will ascribe. This to is worth all my time, all my energy. This was worth my relationships. Uh, And what else do we have? I mean, you could throw in money, I guess. Sure. But you don't have to have money to worship things. Right, right. I don't know what else we have to give. Yep. My talent. Yep. Right. Uh, You're going to devote yourself to something. The only choice is whether you do it consciously and unconsciously. And then if you choose to do it consciously, then you have this, a variety of takers that are all willing to receive our sacrifices, right? You know. Um, so, if we stick with Wallace's language, you might want to choose something that's not going to eat you alive.
1: <laughs> so, so just to spell that out for folks. Then, all right. So the list: um, you, money, power, uh, yeah, power, um, beauty, intelligence, physical prowess, that sort of thing. I added to the list honor. Sure.
0: Um, Reputation, reputation, right? fame. Um, the Romans were really the worst. I mean, the well, honor this really was bugs the... my my students. I mean, in a good way. They they recognize that their lives on social media are are a, a constant contest contest for honor and reputation and comparison of each, with each yep. other and trying to present themselves in the best way possible and all the effort and energy that goes into that. It's really taxing. They, so, how they see that. just to spell out, to be explicit about this, how will any of these Eat me alive. Um, if we judge by the history of worshiping them, they don't seem to enhance our humanity. They don't, they don't seem to make us more of who we are and who we're created to be. They seem to diminish um, parts of us or even our entire lives. They destroy relationships. Uh, disordered loves destroy um, they uh, there's there's great imagery uh, from some of the the ancient Greek philosophers of like pursuing these this list of potential gods, um, potential highest loves as um, trying to fill a bucket with a hole in it. Mm. You're constantly giving to it, yep, and losing at the same time and that cycle, um, it wears away at you. Uh, I don't know why, but that sound just made me lose
1: my train of thought. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. okay.
0: Yeah. They wear away at you. They don't, they don't enhance your personhood. They in fact cost you your personhood. If we're judging by the history of people who've, worshipped them or sacrificed for them. For example, well, I mean, it's hard it's hard to choose a better example than the story of Scrooge. Mm. But I think that if we look at our own family stories, we can usually find someone who put work even for good intentions, right? I'm just going to work 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 so I can provide for my family. And the intention's great but what they've sacrificed is the actual relationship that they were trying to serve because right. they were just working. So I've got that in my family. Okay. Um, not my parents, mom and dad, if you're, if you're going to watch <laughs> this, uh, you guys actually really were, were, uh, I love you. Thank you for not doing that to me and to my sisters, but uh, yeah, for a little further back in my, okay. in my story. Okay. Um, so the, uh, the The rubric or the criterion you would use to judge whether something was worth worshiping is whether or not it makes you more human mm. rather than less human if it increases the or 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 strengthens the bonds of relationship in your life and actually makes you more at home in your own skin over time rather than feeling out of place and frustrated and dissatisfied and depleted the, the, That's the rubric
1: we should follow, but we
0: don't right i mean that's right i mean.
1: Yeah, we we too often worship all these other things that don't make us more human.
0: Right. And they they don't St. Augustine said we 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 all want to be happy. Yep. It's a truism. Uh but we don't just want to be happy, we want to be like imperturbably happy. We imperturbably want imperturbably happy. Uh, man, imperturbably yeah. It's five syllables. Five syllables. Jason. These Latinate words. We <laughs> gotta find a we gotta find an Anglo Saxon word. <laughs> Always. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, like unshakably, right?
0: Yeah. Inter- yeah. Imperturbably. So in- you would have all these great words for that. Serenity, yes. bliss, yes. nirvana, beatitude, uh contentment. Where uh the thing you're worshiping is is actually increasing your ability to be at peace in your life rather than creating more and more frenetic and anxious mm-hmm. activity mm-hmm. to try to fill that bucket. that has got the hole in it.
1: So why do we keep worshiping money, power, honor, intelligence, beauty, reputation? Well, they're, fame? So,
0: they're so awesome. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can buy stuff. Uh, it's nice to look good. Uh, so I so, mean, I don't happen to, but I, I just I hear I hear that it's wonderful to be fit. Uh, I've I've been told um, that that beauty is is wonderful to possess. So um, they're goods. Yeah. These yeah. again. These are all good right, things. Right. So my students go here immediately. They say, "So you're telling me, professor, they, that I shouldn't? Every, York, you're telling you're me. Telling, you're telling me that I shouldn't like work for money." I'm just like, no, 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 that's not the, that's not the false dichotomy. It's just right. Right. Yeah. It's not a, it's not an all or nothing sort of thing here. That's why it's important that the loves are in ordered in a hierarchy. And that's just a lifetime project. I think there's no one who's just like hit 25, got all your loves in order. And then you're all set for the rest of your, I can think of two (laughs) rest of your life. Jesus Uh, Mary. Well, sure, sure, sure. But for their children, <laughs> the rest of us poor saps, we're we're uh we're we're prone to put put the the secondary thing first, to put uh the fifth thing first, maybe the tenth thing first. We um, misorder things. We misorder things. So it's a pretty Augustinian point. We like to we need to we're sorry, we need to think about the order of our loves. And that's a... I mean, that's a really great reason to do a nightly examine, you know, what, how did I spend my day? Mm. What did I, how am I organizing my time and my energy? What am I actually devoting myself to? Um, so yeah, it's a continual struggle. I'm going to take that in a tangent for a minute, just briefly. Why
1: not? Um, it's a podcast. We can do whatever we want. Uh, (laughs) um, I actually was down in Yankton, um, just A, few, a couple weeks ago, as you know, I uh, didn't see you there though, because yeah,
0: I love my family more than I love you. For good, so. <laughs> fine, there you have it.
1: Um, on the way home, long day tired in my mind. Uh, you know, I have long days, and I'm and oh my god, I want to decompress, and so my my, my imagination I just want to sit in front of the TV, uh, and watch something and mindlessly eat like. Tortilla chips or that something, sounds awesome. and <laughs> but thanks be to God. I'm like, what? why? Why do you want? Is this is this really going to make you happy? Why not spend the time talking with your wife instead? Which thanks be to God, I did instead. Um, but but I like I, in my mind, I'm like, that's going to I that. This, that's going to satisfy me. I'm going to be satisfied by doing that. And it never does.
0: Yeah. Uh, I like that example because we're not talking about, look, either you're going to be a disciple of Jesus or Scrooge. Right. That's not, that's not real. The drama of this is more like my wife will actually forgive me for just sitting in front of the TV and eating. And I, well, I would choose tortilla chips too. With some salsa medium. Yeah. not, Not to picante. Uh, You'll be forgiven. It's understandable. Yeah. And it will actually bring you contentment. It's just not the sort that, I don't know, vegging out is sometimes important. Sometimes. But the uh, the, the question of what's going to bring me contentment, it happens in tiny ways like that and, and more broadly in like larger patterns throughout life. So if there were a Wednesday when you, just needed to do that. That'd be okay. I think if there were three years of your life where that's all you did and your wife <laughs> realized that she didn't know you anymore, right. that would be a problem. That would be a problem because right. I sacrificed right my time yeah. and my, my spousal relationship, yeah. my marriage. I just had the same thing happen to me. The semester has been very long. I'm nearing the end. This is my last week of classes. And I came home, um, I doubt any of my students will watch this, but I did share this. If any of you are watching, uh, in class, and I wanted to do the exact same thing, we have this fire pit in our backyard. These mm. like outdoor couches, and I lay down. Fire's going, the smoke's going up into the trees, and I've got. I feel that I have nothing left, mm. and I just want to stare and listen to the firecracker crackle. And then my kids come running out of the house and say, mm. "Dad, do you want to go ride bikes?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> Never. Let's, let's sell all the bikes. And, um, I made the choice to go ride with him. Yep. And it actually, uh, did bring me a level of contentment that I could not have expected. The, the desire to veg out is basically bottomless for me. Uh, yeah. That is, yeah. that is a, a yeah. bucket with a giant hole in it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, um,
1: this is going to be to be continued because sure. there's more, there's a lot more but this is this conversation is a bottomless hole right? right <laughs> in a good right. way where I do want to unpack this more but we we basically have have run out of time um, just to tease you Jason although you're going to hear it in a couple of minutes but the listeners are going to have to wait a week uh, I'm going to talk about daddy-daughter dances in the context of what we're just finishing okay. up on okay. um, but folks uh, so we're stay tuned for the next episode of Ignition um, we're going to continue talking with Dr. Jason Herron about um, worshiping well, I guess. So we focused on the bad. We need to turn to the good, don't sure, you think? Sure, So uh, stay tuned for our next episode of Ignition, and we're, we'll talk about how we worship well and what that results in for us. And uh, we'll wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, may God bless you.